Welcome to another episode of Artistry, where art meets industry. We are your hosts, Rochelle Etienne Robinson and Stan Substantial Robinson. Peace. Welcome, everyone, to Artistry, where art meets industry. I am your host, Rochelle Etienne Robinson, along with my hubby over here, Stan Substantial Robinson. Peace. Today, we are so excited to welcome to the show um, a friend, a fellow Pratt alum. Um, he is a nine-time Emmy Award-winning creative. He is the frontman for frontman from the band Permanent Ability, as well as an international music producer. Please welcome our great, great, great friend, Brian Lanise. Brian, thank you for being here. Hey guys, how are you? Are you? Good, thank Good. you. Thanks for having me. Oh no, you guys are great. We, thank uh, you. Likewise. You know, likewise. We try to work hey. out. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. Now, during COVID, you know, hey, you got all the things that you said that you, you can't do or didn't have the time to do. There's mm -hmm. no more excuses. So right. we're right. trying to do our best. Right. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> Welcome, man. How are you doing? How's everything? Good, good. We're all safe. We're all healthy. Um, that's all that counts. So, um, you know, just surviving with a couple of children. And uh, I'm here with all girls. So, you know, I'm, yes. the great, the grace. The grays keep coming. <laughs> but, uh, we know the struggle. We know the struggle. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, no, they they're they're good. They're doing fine. Everybody's good. So I'm That's glad. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here. I mean, we're very much looking forward to, to talking to you about your creative journey. Um, for those that don't know, um, you know, Brian and, and Stan and I, we all attended Pratt. We were in the school Pratt at the Institute. same time, Pratt Institute in Brooklyn. Yes, um, and so <laughs> You know, it's been, you know, we were just talking, you know, thankfully through social media, you know, you're able to, you know, keep up with folks and see what they're doing, but you don't really know the journey. And so mm -hmm. today we want to learn more about your journey and what you've been doing for the last you know, <clears throat> couple of years. You know, <laughs> you just, just grad. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I like yes. how you threw that in there. I like that. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, being from the East Coast, um, tell us about, um, talk to us about how, was art first introduced to you? Wow, I mean, that's 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 it's crazy. I feel like I just like stepped out of the womb, creative. I guess from just you know from my my parents telling me, but uh, you know, I was able to draw at a young age and things like that, and I just kept pursuing it and pursuing it. And um, yeah, I mean, I you know, I really I, I was mentioning earlier, I, I didn't really like school growing up at all, you know, and uh. I see it with my daughter too. Like she's kind of uh, how, how I am. And, um, and I really liked it once I got into college where it was just like specifically art mm -hmm. only. And, you know, yeah. it's not that I didn't enjoy, you know, you have to know your fundamentals and things like that is very important, obviously. But um, it's just, I really wanted more the, the, the creative side of it. And, you know, that I was always drawing teachers in, in class and my notebooks and getting into trouble with, with little funny <laughs> drawings and stuff like that. But, but yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, yeah, I guess it was just a God-given gift that's, that that just was instilled, and you guys know. And mm -hmm. um, we, you know, I, luckily we, we had people in our lives to push us and to pursue us and say, "Hey, this is where you need to go to pursue, you know, or to this city, or you know, try that, or right. you know, to kind of give us some guidance." So, um, but you know, even with my career, I just kind of fell into the whole uh, motion graphics side of it and kind of taught myself and internships here and the right people here to push me over there that way so it's 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 been a cool a cool journey 
uh, looking back on it, you know, over <coughs> how many years that there, there right. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but yeah, it's just, you know, uh, you kind of gotta be like Batman in this industry, right? You gotta have everything on your belt. Yep. And you know, you never know when you're going to utilize that, that skill and, uh, keep the, keep your chops fresh and, you know, try, mm -hmm. try to, try to maintain, you know, I, I, I've always, I've always been focused on like, you know, if, if I'm, if I'm slacking in this area, well, that means I need to push a little more in that area, you know, and right. just, you know, my work ethic has always been, been, uh, maybe a little too much, a little too focused at times, but, right. you know, would you say that, um, your experience at Pratt really prepared you for next steps? Oh, 100%, 100%. Yeah. I mean, you know, by the time I would say like our sophomore year came, I really didn't know what I wanted to do. I thought I was going to be an illustrator and thank thankfully I didn't. And I went into graphic design and yeah. uh, animation and all that stuff. Um, I initially wanted to do like a lot of like what the Mandalorian is doing now, like a lot of compositing mm -hmm. and 3d animation stuff, which is, I still, yeah. I, I, I do that now but not to that level, you know, of, of, of compositing. I think that would be a lot of fun, um, for movies and stuff, but, um, but yeah, no, I, I believe it really did because, you know, it, it gave me the focus. It, it showed me what it took to actually, uh, prepare myself mentally for the real world and, and physically. Cause you know, it's, it's, it's hours you're putting in, you know, creativity yeah. is, is it, it, it comes when it comes and you got to yeah. do it. You know, if it's 3 AM, you're, you're writing it down, doing it or whatever it is, you know, um, but yeah, yeah, I, I think so. Do you guys feel that way as well? You know? Yeah. I mean, I, I think for so many reasons, um, Pratt really, you know, you, you really make your own experience as well. I mean, mm -hmm. granted right. all of us remember, you know, critique time when everybody, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know, you're you completely vulnerable and, 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 you yeah. know, you're not there, but, um, it does, you know, being, I guess, also in the city, you know, but making your own experience and really putting yourself out there to go out and drive and find, you know, different opportunities that are out there and learn, you know, um, and just being around like the people that we came, our class, I, you know, I'm biased. So diverse. It was so diverse. It and was. It was great. It, it really was. So mm -hmm. yeah. and that, that, I agree with you. I agree. You know, I, I haven't been back there in, in quite some time, but I've, I've been to Brooklyn. The last time I was in Brooklyn was, you know, well, my first time back was like 2013, 2014. <laughs> And I couldn't believe where I was. Like it, it, it's it's so beautiful compared to how it was when we were when we were there. Right. But yeah. but I was just like, where are we? Well, we're on Flatbush. Holy God. Like I, I couldn't believe it, you know. Right. And it was just a right. different. It's so crazy how everything has changed. And I haven't been back over the Pratt. I would I would like to go. Um, yeah. You know, that's something I, I just I just want to do. You know, maybe show my kids or something like that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, the campus. Yeah. I mean, it's one of the few places in Brooklyn that actually had a had greenery, right? Mm, but I mean, yeah. at the same time, when we were there, this is before, you know, gentrification and <laughs> all the changes. Mm -hmm. I remember very well when they told us, you see Klassen? Yeah, don't go past there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Well, on on the know, tour, heard... the guy told us on the tour, he was like, whatever you do, don't go that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that way's cool, don't go that way. Right, don't go past I, Myrtle. Right. I remember and Chris Rock what I did was go that way. <laughs> we, we, we were, I mean, we were poor college kids, right? So, right. uh, Chris Rock lived in like the streets yep. over. Yeah, mm -hmm. I don't know if he still lives there, but he used to buy us pizza every now and again. We see him at the, at the little, at the like the little pizza yeah. area that was right there on uh, the cow. Uh huh. And, uh, 
from time to time he would walk in and, you know, he'd have all these raw jokes that he'd be trying out and, you know, buying us food and it was cool. And it's, it's weird how, 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 you know, you run into certain uh, yeah. celebrities even in, in that area. I remember Rizzo was one time in the White Castle uh, at <laughs> three in the morning. It was, it was weird. And, and yeah. a, uh, a friend of mine rapped and he got us food, free food that night too. I don't know. I was always getting free food after being drunk. Right. I was about to say, man, you come <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, I'm I was just to in the right place at the right time. You know, why right. yeah. I don't know about that, but right, some late night. Ugh. Yeah, man. It's no, rough. we yeah, definitely. Brooklyn was great for bumping into folks, man. You you could see anyone any given moment. Um, you know, I remember uh, just kind of walking down Fulton Street and seeing um, Erica Badu in passing. Yeah. And then another time just seeing kind of common posted up out front of some shop or whatever uh, with his team. And um, Rosie Perez. Yeah, Rosie Perez. Oh, yeah. yeah. I remember seeing her all the time. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah she man. used to live in Clinton, right, right there on Clinton. Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah, I'm trying, to, trying to remember the uh, the actors. Oh, Wood Harris, uh, the actor from um, from uh, The Wire. He played. Um, oh, yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That was crazy show, man. I love that yeah. show. Dude, the craziest moment that I remember, like with like rhyming and stuff in Brooklyn, was um, we were out front of the Brooklyn Tea Party. Um, shout out to every, uh, Ian Friday and the fam. Um, we were out right out front of the uh, the Tea Party having a cipher. Um, bunch of dudes, me, Pack FM, my man Mecca, so many uh, folks, and uh, Wood Harris was walking by, and then he just comes up in the cipher, starts nodding his head, rocking with us. And then just in raps, he just started rhyming. He just, who oh, knew this man. dude? Right. We've seen him in how many films, and who knew he could rhyme? But he was he was rapping right with us, freestyling and all of that, man. But there you Brooklyn, go, right there. That yeah, you never know who's got it. You know, there's multi talent right there. You know, don't know right. how he how he achieved that even. You know, right. it's maybe he used it for for a scene that or a movie that he didn't get right. or something. You never know. Right. Yeah, you know? you know, one of those things you would never know. Yeah, it's, it's look, it's Brooklyn. It's in the water, right? <laughs> it definitely they, is. They build, build some of the greatest too, by the way. <laughs> right, right. But you know, um, after um, upon graduating, right, and you, with you developing your style, what, how? Describe that process. Like, how would you describe how you? Because your style is very distinctive, right? So, how did you hone in? on was it a lot of trial and error was it what was it for you yeah it was it was you know inspired i was inspired by other people you know mm -hmm. it was a lot of um prove them wrong you know you can't do that yeah. okay watch me watch me now that's a, right. that's the that's probably the worst thing you can say to me because now i'm i'm coming after you you know mm -hmm. i'll show you I'll, i'm gonna flex on you now that's it you know mm -hmm. um but yeah i mean i, I really i really got into a um you know a more polished style as I got into my later career as of now. Um, and I've been doing it very precisely because a lot of times you're putting out fires very quickly. It's like, hey, we need something right away and this has to get done in you know five minutes. And you either got to have a toolkit set up to where you can just plug and play that, change the right. colors and get that thing off. Or, you know, it's something that you've been working on and saying it's polished, it's ready here. Let's, let's, let's roll with it. I mean, there's, there's, there's several, uh, I guess options that come along with, you know, the, the project at hand. So like, 
you know, I always like to have some type of concept that's going to go along with project to tell the story. Right. Yeah. Or, mm. you know, I like brand consistency. I want everything across every platform to be flexible for every platform. So when I'm starting something initially, I know that this has to go to A, to B, to C, to D, and it has to all flow. So then when whatever user is on, they know that, you know, just by second nature, hey, I'm watching, you know, uh, the 49ers. Hey, I'm watching, you know, the Yankees, wh whatever it is, you know. So um, that, that yeah, I, I it's it's really evolved over time. I, mean, I feel like I'm still evolving. You know, now being a, a dad, that's like evolved me, you know, in a, in a different way, you know. Um, it's it, that's even hard to explain other than, you know, you're a parent. So you understand when, what I, what I mean, but it's, it's just, uh, you know, I don't write songs about, uh, you know, being a sex junkie anymore. And, uh, I got, I got, I got stuff I'm sitting on really, <laughs> you know, great stuff that is really good where I'm like, Hey, you know what? My daughter might be good for this vocal track at some point. And it's, it's weird. She got, she got a little bit of an itch and I named her Brooklyn, by the way, from, yeah. from living in, in Brooklyn and, uh, um but uh she's born in la which is kind of funny <laughs> but, but uh i want everybody to know i was east coast you know right but, but right. um she's got, she's got yeah yeah you gotta stay true to 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 you know stay true to where you are right but, um, she got she got a little bit of the bug in her as far as uh uh there's something there like when you're in entertainment mm -hmm. your entire career you kind of start to recognize talents from other people or you know hey there's something there you don't know what it is it's trying to hold it in and it's been kind of fun trying to do that and you know so we're, we're trying different things she wants she's very she's a really good singer my wife is a really good singer uh, but um i always said if we had a kid who had my charisma and my wife's voice uh look out, but, Watch uh, out. you know i always had to work hard for my for my for my voice, you know, I had um, Michael Jackson's um, uh, vocal coach for a while helping me, and Anthony right. Kiedis's vocal coach trying to help me out from the Chili Peppers. And, um, it's just it really took a long time to really find. Um, I'm speaking uh, musically now. I was speaking right. graphically before, but um, but just musically wise, it was really hard to find my style too. Like a lot of us East Coasters, we don't tend to open our mouths a lot to sing. Mm -hmm we're more yeah. you know even when we talk so like a lot of it had to be adjusted and you know and i had to really try to uh my breathing you know get that down because my, a lot of my performances were very intense and uh uh like you know i was working out pretty much half the time so uh, i had to right. keep up with that along with the, you know singing but but yeah i mean just even even with the the music side of it to the artistic side of it, it you know back to the evolution of how it all began. It was just, it just keeps evolving. I keep, I keep trying to learn. I keep trying to have my ears ground and keep being open-minded as much yeah. as I can, you know? I mean, that's really, I guess, the best way to put it in a nutshell. Right. And, you know, for, for folks who don't know, um, you know, Brian is not, in addition to being a phenomenal uh, visual artist, he's also a performing artist and, and a, a music producer. And so later on the show, we're gonna definitely um, delve in and talk more about that. Mm -hmm. um, one of the things that I wanted to uh, talk about also is as a creative director, right? You've worked as a creative director, you've worked with some great, you know, notable brands, um, provided, you know, motion graphics, graphic design, animation. What would you say is your medium of choice? 
Oh, it's a mix. It really is a mix. I mean, it, it, it multimedia. I, yeah, it's it's just such a mix. It really is. Like, you know, a lot of it is is very uh, sports heavy, but mm-hmm. um, let's say you take me out of that sports space and you put me into a different space. I'd want to be challenged, you know, along with Google, along with Amazon or an Apple. And I think a lot of it has to do with, you know, you, you have a lot of, uh, you know, I don't, I'm trying not to get pigeonholed, you know, and I feel like yeah. sometimes you do get pigeonholed, but, ah, you know, he's not going to be challenged coming into this uh, space to uh, design because look how much fun sports is. But you, yeah. you also get to a point to where, well, yeah, this stuff's fun, but like, if you can't recognize how good that stuff is, I'm not sure I want to be a part of that uh, company to begin with. You know what I mean? Right. And right. so, you know, I like having, I like, I guess the hiring manager per se to say, Hey, you know what? That's, um, you know, that's some really great stuff there. And, and this guy could get on board and really, you know, take the brand to the next level instead of saying, Hey, you know, he works in sports kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Um, I think that that's, that's, it's kind of like, um, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger, he was only, uh, uh, pigeonholed for his commando movies and his predator movies. And then he kind of ventured out. And I think once you break out of that mold, you know, you can kind of prove again, prove them wrong. Hey, you know, I was able to do it in this space too, the whole time. You just got to give me that opportunity. Yeah, for sure. You know, that's awesome. I mean, saying I don't say I'm a rapper, you know, <laughs> but I could, I could flow a little bit. Right, (laughs) but like I got I got that style to bring to it, but like I can't bring Mm -hmm. the style that you'll bring to something that you would hear, or I would even sing a melody differently from than you would sing it. So you know who is awesome with doing just like real simple. The Wu Tang Clan had like just the simple, and then you had all those dudes coloring over this simple beat, and and I I I know I'm kind of off on a tangent, but like. That that stuff like that is just like you know you, that that's when you bring in the flavor to each each one. It's like I hear music differently, each body of music, and I'll relate my side of it to it, right? And it's right. the same thing when I'm going into a, a, a creative project or a branding project. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna bring what I know to it, and usually nine times out of ten, you're successful. Or you say, hey, you know what? Well, what didn't I get? And you add that extra to it, you know? So. Right. It's, 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 I hate the word subjective because it really isn't subjective. You know, it's just, it's by, it's, you know, it's by taste, I guess, dude, but I don't know. Do you feel like you have to wear, like when you're doing visual arts, you're doing like, you have to put on, okay, this is my visual hats on now. And then when you're doing music, it's a whole different, you know, Mm -hmm. different attitude, different approach. Yeah, I guess in a way, I feel like the music tires me out more creatively. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe because my biggest weakness, I guess, is like being a perfectionist, you know, and it'll, mm-hmm. it'll make it, it just drains you a little, a little quicker. Um, yeah. But, and, and plus, I, I that's something where I, I like to keep my music very universal. I don't like to have, um, you know, I'll talk about people in there. There's no doubt about it, you know, or, or my experiences. And you know this, but, but like, you're gonna keep it universal to that to whatever that listener's feeling or using that time with, with the visual side of it. It's 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 more so your storytelling. You're getting that 
you're capturing that feel of the Nets. You're capturing that feel of, of the Yankees or the that particular team um, mm-hmm. or or brand, per se. Um, you know, I recently did a, um, a commercial for a friend of mine, and he owns his own business down in Florida. And he, you know, it needed some motion tracking and some graphics and logos and a complete brand overhaul, pretty much. And, um, and that was a lot of fun because I was like, hey, I get to go into – uh, uh, you know, he, he puts together like, um, he'll, he'll soup up like sick Lamborghinis and Mustangs and buy all these parts and put them in and just, you know, make these custom cars down in Florida. And I don't know nothing about that. Right. But, you know, I went into, I went into it as, as, you know, I researched it and I was like, this could be really cool. And then it's something different that's not in my normal space, you know, and, and, I just kind of took it by the helm and, and gave them a, a, you know, an awesome brand to start with, you know? Yes, and yes. Um, so, I mean, it, like I said, I guess there, it goes back to, you know, being kind of like Batman where you got to have everything under your belt and try different creative things and be, and don't be afraid to fail. You know, that's, that's the, you know, I, 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 I don't mean to quote myself on this, but I, I wrote a lyric, um, which is one of my favorite songs. It's called stand up for what you believe in. And, um, I, in that song, it says, uh, criticism is growth, embrace its luck. And when I was a young man, I didn't understand that. I, I would get upset by it, like, well, you know, you're criticizing me. Okay. I'll show you kind of thing. But like, yeah. I think that's one of the best things that's ever been, uh, you know, told to me that I've kept and then kind of put together as, and the other one I have is, uh, death can't be beat, so kill it, life. And I think that's another <laughs> another great you know, yeah, a- lyric. Right. So, but that that's one of my favorite songs, and that and just to give you kind of like an evolution of where I where I started it, like you know, sex junkie at twenty three to becoming a uh, more of a you know a poetic <laughs> lyricist in that manner. But right, yeah. right, the evolution happened. You know, the maturity right. happened. Yes. Right. But hey, I got a fun, a fun tidbit. My, my, when my grandfather passed away, uh, mm-hmm. I found out that I'm related to Mark Twain, so Sam Clemens, and um, it, it it's it's kind of weird how you know uh, he my my grandfather was an engineer for Timex, and um, he he worked he worked on a lot of cool stuff, and and this could be where a lot of my work ethic came from, and a lot of my creative mm-hmm. side came from, and you know that type of focus and. If he was alive today, I probably we probably still have like a lot in common just mm-hmm. as an as an adult. But um, yeah, you know he he uh, when we found that out, it was just kind of funny how you know that progression of me going into this creative side of things and then being a lyricist in a band, um, right. trying to create you know uh, the best bodies of work that I can, even lyrically. You know, cause mm-hmm. I write a lot of the music as well. Right. Um, it's just funny how it kind of came down as as this particular descendant would have. I guess you know, it's 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 pretty cool. I, you know, I'm come back at it now. It's in the, a, it's in the DNA. Right. It's in the DNA. Yeah, right, right. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I wanted to circle back real quick to something you said uh, where you were talking about uh, like the importance of criticism, um, and I wanted to kind of give uh, Pratt a little shout out because. You know, yeah. there's a lot of different things that I think we all took away from that experience at Pratt. But one of the things that like um, was a major takeaway for me, not just as an artist um, and creative, but also 
um, even as an educator, uh, was the fact that like when we would take time to talk about each other's work, um, le being led, of course, by the instructor, um, she was, I, I forget the teacher's name, but one of my teachers was actually teaching us like not just the you know the mechanics of how to draw how to use pastels all of these different things but more importantly she was teaching us how to critique right like how to use certain language to kind of really yes. convey the yeah. ideas and like you know how to give each other better feedback because ultimately we were trying to build stronger artists right um help our peers step up help ourselves step up so um, you know, I credit, I think, uh, I think we all could probably say that Pratt played a major role in really trying to help us, um, develop that muscle, right? Yeah, like being able so. to oh, talk yeah. oh, skin. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Skin. Yeah. And that, you know, that, that really gave us too, I, I feel, you know, it still is a lot of character in you 100%. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I used to be in situations and I'd be like, you know, why is this person attacking me? And right. after a while, and my dad, my dad, you know, smart individual that he is, I guess, even though, you know, he's a, he's a, he's a person who's never finished high school, if you believe that or not, but, mm. but he always had that street smarts mentality. He always had that blue collar minded mentality. And then he would bring a lot of things to the table that I, I wouldn't think he's like, you know, you're the, you're the can that goes down the stairs that doesn't make any noise. I'm the empty can, you know what I mean? Or, mm. or along those lines. But like, you know, he would always say to me, you don't understand how much character that person is instilling into you that you know that's why they're they're attacking you that's why they're coming after you you know and and i never looked at it that way i always looked at it as a personal attack and you know and as i got older you kind of realize hey you know what put your head down get it done and you know it's not personal it's just more of a you know they expect more out of you and you should be yeah. you know providing you know and, and and that comes back to pratt right there like you said you know i, I remember having my stuff ripped off the wall and they're like this sucks right and i was like okay well don't just tell me it sucks i need you to have give me a proper criticism for me to right. be a better artist to come back and show you that hey i don't suck and i can compete with the rest you know what i mean it's just yeah. and and i you know and there were people that would leave the room pissed off there were people that would leave the room crying you know or you know uh I, 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 on any given situation but i was just kind of like man i I'm, i don't even in my current roles that i'm in i don't like well that's not enough about production value or that's not enough well dude i can't I need more specifics than that, man. You can't just say that you don't like it. Like there, it, you need to give me some specifics of why you don't, so I can make it better for you, or I could get it to where we need it to be, so it is more like it has that likability, you know. So yeah, yeah. But and, and it's funny because even when even when people say they like it, right? Like you know, <laughs> you know trying to pull really why? like why? get the why out, right? Right. Because right. It, even when a client tells you they like it, that doesn't mean you're done. Like there's a part of you that is like, oh, thank God they like it. We're done. <laughs> yep. Move on. No, yep. like they like it. It's especially when it's like, yeah, I like it. And their head's still nodding. And uh, you're like, you know, it's oh, coming. But, but. Right, right, right. Yeah, you know yeah. it. I know it. Yeah. But you know what? Your work has paid off because mm -hmm. because of your hard work and your due diligence, you have garnered not one, not two, not three or four, five or six, but nine Emmy award nomination. I mean, award awards, but then nominations. We were talking about what fifteen? Yeah, there's there's been quite a bit. Um, it's it's I've been really fortunate, and I, it's been it's been really cool. And I I I, I would have never have guessed 
this in a million years either. You know, I, I would have loved that Grammy stand. Believe me. I would have, <laughs> right. I would have dropped that thing right, right on the stage. You know, my mom <laughs> next to me, my wife, my whatever, whoever it was, but, mm. but, uh, but no, yeah, I, um, it, it's, I've been really fortunate to be a part of a lot of really great, uh, teams and, um, you know, I've always had a camaraderie with a lot of my colleagues, um, whatever, I guess, uh, company I step into. Um, and that's very important to me. Yeah. You know, I want to make sure not that I'm well liked. It's just, I want to make sure that, you know, even if you're new and you step into the, uh, uh, the team, I like to take you under the wing and say, Hey, you know what? It's cool, man. It's here. Here's how this is. Let me show you how that is, you know, and kind of, you know, make you feel comfortable. And I try to do that with as many people as I can and, yeah. and be relatable. You know, if, if I haven't spoken to someone, I try to find that relatability in some manner to, to, you know, find that, that tick. Hey, what's making you tick? Well, then that's your strength. And let's try to pull that more out of you. You know, like I'm such an, uh, an outspoken, uh, person and my wife is very, very conservative. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm, she's, she's the complete opposite of what I am. So it's like, there's things that I'm doing and she's like, what are you doing? But I'm like, it's just <laughs> what I do. You know, right. so I, I, I had a, you know, I had to tone a lot of that down, especially being a dad, but, but yeah, yeah you know, it's, it's been a wild and crazy, cool, fun career um, thus far. My next 20 years though, however, you know, I want to, I want to try to, I really want to be challenged in, in another space possibly and see where I could take those, my, my expertise and, and find, you know, uh, another space to be successful in. Uh, you know, I want those sign-on bonuses. I want those stock options. You know what I mean? I got to take care of I got two little girls. I got a wedding to pay for, another wedding to pay for, man. You know, so I'm still lucky I got the rest of my hair that's left here. So. Right. <laughs> well, they're not teenagers yet. There's still right. time. Yeah, take time, you know, but I feel you, though. But take us back to the very first win. Because it's like, okay. well, did you grow up watching the mm-hmm. Emmys? Like, I'd even know, to no. be honest with you, like... I didn't even know that that was, like, I knew Emmys as far as actors and everything, but when I saw, I remember when you received it, and I was like, what? He's an, I didn't know he was an actor. <laughs> you know what I mean? So take us back to the fir- the very first one. Yeah, I mean, man, I, it was it was just such a, again, it was something that I, could, I couldn't even imagine. Like, it was, I, I didn't even know that it was even possible for me to get that when I even got into television. It was just, I mm-hmm. thought that, you know, Hollywood stars got that and that was it. And then when I got that first one, it was just kind of like, you know, uh, you know, a real proud accomplishment. And then mm-hmm. it, it, it just, they, they kept, it, it kept me not motivating me to, to knowing that, Hey, you know, that, that's a motivational factor and me receiving some recognition, not, not that per se, but it was just me. So me more really kind of wanting to outdo myself, like, okay, well, what can I do next to make it better? or make myself a better artist or et cetera, et cetera. And then that hard work and that focus brought another one. And then, or then it went down this road to a pro max award, or then it went, you know, or, you know, even musically, um, even though I didn't get the Grammy, but um, you know, we had, we had one of those nominations from, from mm-hmm. a friend of a friend who got us on a bill, uh, bill of how that happened. But um, right. you know, got a front man award. So that was cool. You know, yeah. we got, we got some, we, we had, we, you know, we toured and we did a lot of stuff on the music side of it too. So, um, mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people were, were misunderstood where, 
they thought that I was getting that from, like you said, from, from being an actor or, or uh, my accolades from being on the music side, but it was really just from my career um, in, yeah. in broadcast television to where I haven't uh, was able to make that leap to the music side yet. So I was still trying to uh, um, support myself with, with my actual job job. Uh, and then, you know, so, but again, you know, it, it, it's just, it was something that was, um, you know, I know I went off on a tangent there, but it was no, just no. something that was just really cool. And, and I was like shocked and surprised that this is something yeah. that could really, you know, uh, uh, move me forward, you know, career wise too. So. And mm -hmm. it's, it's awesome. And for those of you that are joining us, you know, thank you so much. I mean, Brian, you have um, worked with, uh, worked on, you know, Fox Sports, ESPN, um, mm -hmm. FIFA World Cup, the NFL Super Bowl, Major League Baseball. Mm -hmm. And so for for those that are um, creatives that are listening and, and are watching, so for all of us who are sports fans, when you are watching your game, right, and you're seeing the side-by-side -side of, of two opposing, you know, uh, Team, team mates or whatever, you know, a lot of the graphics that people are seeing, you know, with where they're standing like this or boxers, right. yep. this is done by a, a graphics team. This is done by, you know, this is art direction. This is creative, you know, this is a creative that's actually producing. And these are jobs. These are jobs. Yeah, really, yeah, yeah. <laughs> pay money. They're pretty, and, they're pretty, they pay pretty well too, so. And they pay pretty well. And you could get a Grammy. And so we're gonna be showing, you know, some, some clips and, and some images or, or so that people can see. Grammy or Emmy. Emmy. You, you meant Emmy. I'm sorry, yeah, Emmy. It's all right. I'm putting it into yeah. the universe right, for right. you. Right, but, but the Grammy's coming for you. You know, you, know, you, could, you could get a Grammy too, I guess, if you do a musical <laughs> track for something. Well, and see, let me tell you, I was gonna say that this was something I was gonna mention, you know, hey, there might be some EGOT aspirations there for you because look, Grammy, you, know, you do music, you're a music producer, mm -hmm. right? You do the graphics. Who knows? Oscar, Tony, who Man, knows? You know. Anything is possible. Anything <laughs> thank is you. Possible. Thank you. But I, hey, I would love to be put it in the universe for you. You know? <laughs> but, you know, um, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, I, I only wanted to, I'm, you know, I'm a young Italian. I was, I was, blah. I'm an Italian kid from Waterbury, Connecticut, originally. The only thing I ever wanted growing up was a Ferrari. You know, I'm, <laughs> I'm not there yet. <laughs> If I get there, hey, I get there. But that doesn't mean that uh, you know, Ferrari is the is the the main you know the main goal. Right. But um, no, but yeah, no, I I I, I I I mean, the Grammy would have been like, holy cow, like it would have been, you know, I've, I've the music side of things has really brought me closer to a lot of my heroes. I got to meet a lot of my heroes. Um, right. I'm a big Red Hot Chili Peppers fan, so I got to meet a lot of them um, several times. I, I have friends who are friends with them. It's just weird how I'm, I'm like one step away from them. Um, yeah. You know, my initial my initial um, initiation into the music side of things was I uh, contacted uh, a Red Hot Chili Peppers guitar player who was in the band um, before John Frusciante joined the band. I don't know if you know the whole backstory of the Chili Peppers. I'm not going to go into that. But, um, and he got me in touch with uh, Funkadelic and I started working with the bass player for Funkadelic and um, he was on my first couple of records because I couldn't find an awesome bass player who mm -hmm. played that style of music that, that, that made me tick. And right. the reason why I started writing in the, in the vein of, of, of funk rock was because I was getting tired of my favorite artists. I was getting tired of that lull between records. I was like, I need, I, I gotta keep that. I wanna have something. You know, that I can keep flowing with. And 
Um, and that kind of what is what made me start, you know, the whole, the whole music thing. But it's, it's really cool. Like my wife, um, when I turned 40, um, a few years ago, <laughs> um, what was that? What was that? Right. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I think the connection broke up. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> um, uh, she was, she got me like this really cool thing and people can call in and leave like this message. And one of them was from, uh, one of the guys from Funkadelic and, um, and it's really cool because now I have this thing with him, and he was he was breaking my my stones a little bit on there as well to call me an old man and all that stuff. So it was great, but uh, and I like I like a good ribbon from 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 guys that you know I'm a guy's guy, so I, I enjoy anytime somebody wants to you know bring that sarcasm. I'm coming back at you with it. Right. But uh, <laughs> but uh, no, I was really cool, really genuine. Those guys are, are great, and you know we've all kept in touch. And like Facebook is crazy, just you know how how awesome it is to kind of see them. And they're on tour. You know, in Australia with with the Peppers or with whomever, and and you're sitting there like, damn, I'm watching a live stream right now from his phone. And you know, it's just it's just crazy how how um you know things just pan pan out. And you know, I, I have we made a lot of connections. A lot of our friends, you know, are in different spaces. Some of them are famous. Some of them are millionaires. Some of them are, uh, you know, you know, hardworking people. And it's you got to support one another. You got to got to make yeah. it make it true you know like i said follow follow the dream instead of the green or i'm sorry follow the green instead of the dream yeah so. yeah absolutely i mean i want to actually transition into um you know your performing arts mm -hmm. because you um you know you really hone your craft you're you you of course attended pratt institute which we know but you also attended the musicians institute where you studied music production so it's not just something that you just woke up one day wanted to do you really are a person that is a lifetime learner and a, and a student of the craft. And mm -hmm. so, um, and and rightfully so, because I mean, you've seen accolades from that as well. You, you've you received a Grammy nomination, first round. It's still a nomination. Mm -hmm. um, you've uh, performed in venues like his, you know, these are like the Viper Room, Viroxy, Wixia Go-Go. I mean, mm -hmm. how was that experience, you know, being an East Coast boy, right? An East Coast kid moving to LA. Like how, how was that transition like? You know, it took me like a good two years to really adapt to Los Angeles. And I, and I, I've, I wanted to go there my entire life and yeah. I wanted to go there for college. And my mom and dad were like, nah, you know, it's coming home, you know, for Christmas and all that other stuff. But, um, right. you know, I only had, I had two options really. I had Pratt and I had uh, RISD in Rhode Island. And I was those like, I don't want to go to Rhode Island. Great <laughs> options, though. Right? Right. Yeah. I mean, no, 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 oh, no, no. Bless them. Like those were amazing options. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I was, I was thankful, but you know, but for my SATs in high school, man, I'm drawing on them. I'm, I'm like, you know, I, you get an 800 for writing your name, and that's pretty much what I got because I was like, I'm oh, in school. What the hell do I care? I feel you. But, but mm -hmm. uh, um, no, no, I, I, I chose New York over that, but you know, and I'm just not a New Yorker anymore. You know, I, I love visiting um i i'm, I'm more of a, a my speed is more of the west coast um mm. but it took me a while to adapt and to kind of i remember i used to come home from my christmas breaks uh from being back from i'm sorry come home to la but being back from connecticut visiting my family and mm. some of my bosses would be like hey you need to tone it down a little bit i'm like Whoa, what are you, you know what are you talking about you know because it's just you get back in that rhythm and then you're like oh i gotta get back in that rhythm again you know but no, it did take me a while. But I gotta say, you know, bringing bringing our East Coast mentality out to the mm -hmm. West Coast, it it 
in our work ethic, well, at least, you know, how, how we were trained on the East Coast to do it, which is really mm-hmm. strange to say, unless you kind of live there, yeah. um, you, you get more. Because those guys that are sleeping and those guys that are chilling and those guys that are beach walking and doing all the other stuff, you're still working. You're still trying to find your way to, to get, you know, whatever. And, you know, I had a lot of guys that hang on to my coattails and I had to cut them off. I had a couple of versions of the band um, that, that, you know, uh, I needed to, to hire and fire and, and keep moving along with, um, mm-hmm. you know, and thankfully I did because that, that evolved into something even more beautiful and, uh, uh, I guess, genuine and better, you know, made me better, made me want to be a better singer, you know, made me want to yeah. be better for the band that was supporting me. Um, and, you know, and then we performed everywhere, you know, at every you know, like you said, the whiskey. Oh my God, that place was probably like so much fun. Uh, mm-hmm. We played there so many times. My favorite was the Viper Room, just because it was more intimate, mm-hmm. right. um, and you could really hone in the crowds there. Um, I did a really cool. We did a cool tour in 2009, and uh, we hit Zona, Arizona. We did Nevada, uh, the Hard Rock uh, Hotel there, um, all around the East Coast. We did Ohio. And um, when I brought it back home to uh, to Connecticut, it was like 2,500 people, man. We packed this place, and, and it was awesome. And that was probably one of my most memorable shows. I had a lot of huge, huge shows in uh, in, in the Midwest, uh, quite a bit of people, too. Um, but it, it's funny because a lot of the music that I created, a lot of it in, in Japan uh, really had a huge following over, overseas. And, oh. uh, you know, and again, you know, it's, it's hard to get over there, or you have uh, – four different situations. You got mine and then the three other people in the band with me and one can't leave or another one can't afford it or another one is uh, on house arrest or <laughs> whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah, right. So, right. But, but yeah, no, nah, it, it was, it took a while to adjust and, um, but I, I really love Los Angeles. I love, I love, um, I love how diverse it is. And um, mm. a lot of the real, uh angelinos like the ones born and raised there are the really cool people you know um you get your shallow types you got your your uh your uh plastic surgery types and and and, and they're all interesting in their own sort i know right. i know uh you know don't judge a book by cover ever you know right um i know that east coast west coast thing it's a it's um there is that that difference you know but yeah. it just kind of it, it made me be a better artist too meaning like um you know, the diversity that I've uh, found out, you know, on, on, the, on the New York side and on the L.A. side is kind of really like almost put me in the middle to kind of understand, like, okay, don't be too hard, don't be too soft, just kind of kind of be. And um, it took me a while to really find my voice and find who I was in Los Angeles, too, you know. So it, it, was, it was like New York. I feel like when I was there, I was a young kid, 18 to 21. Right. And. I always felt like I had to be harder than I was, you know, mm-hmm. because it, we, we, it was a hard time when we were there at the time. Yeah. And, and I used to, you know, I used to have a, a goatee at the time that wasn't gray. And, uh, but I would use it to my advantage. <laughs> well, I don't know if you can still see a little bit. But, uh, but I would use it to my advantage because I, if I looked more Puerto Rican to, to, to make myself, you know, you know, a little more, or I had to bulk up a little more at the time, but it was just that, it was just those times, you know? Yeah. So, but yeah, yeah. I just, I, you know, I, I, I get it. I get it. And I just try to right, be in the middle, you know? Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, I feel like the East Coast, um, I think, uh, was it? it's like it's more densely um, populated. Right. So it feels like they're um, like it's more competition. Folk, folks typically are a little more aggressive than than yep. folks on the West Coast. Um, yep. And so, like, yeah, I feel you, man. Like, you know, I took uh, I think the last West Coast tour that I did. Um, I took the the family with me. Um, and so they got the experience, like what, what it's like touring out West and just being out there in general. And, um, and yeah, man, I, I definitely feel you on how, like, it, it feels like at this point in time in my life, when I'm out there, like that feels more my speed than oh, what yeah. it's like being, being out here. Um, and yeah, definitely. And they support. Yes. They, West yeah. Coast West coast. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, I mean, definitely it's a lot of love out here on the east as well. But they're um, I, the I feel like when I'm out there and when we've toured like the 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 fans are different. Like there's great fans yeah. all over the world, but there's yep. something about the West Coast of the U.S. and stuff touring out there, um, you know, the support that we've seen and stuff and, and the numbers, man, like when people come out um, has been amazing over the years. But yeah, man, I feel you, though. I'm not, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Rochelle. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to, you know, I'm not, I'm not, um, I'm true to where I came from, you know? Mm -hmm. So like, I, I'm not pro either, you know, I mean, I, I'm, I'm maybe biased as far as like what I prefer and these are just my experiences. Um, but like what I've experienced was like, you know, going to LA, it, it was almost as, you know, I should have got famous and then went to LA and then everybody would have been a part of that. You know, right. whereas maybe on the East Coast, it would have been more of like, you know, I want to support you all the way up, right. you know, be with you a part of that journey. That's just not how Los Angeles worked, you know, but for what I wanted to get into as far as entertainment, as far as uh, bands and music, that was West Coast side, you know, that, that, mm -hmm. that I had to go because a lot of my friends that were here, they didn't want to do rock bands. They wanted to do more of the cover style. They didn't want to be more of the original. They didn't want to stay together, you know? Mm -hmm. And and um and, and there was a huge rap scene here, a huge hip hop scene right. at the time, and, mm -hmm. which I love. I love all that stuff, you know. Right. And and I mean, I'm a big. I I, I'm, I love LL Cool J, and mm -hmm. and I love the Wu, and mm -hmm. a lot of those. A lot of those you could maybe influence me in my rapping style sometimes, along with a lot of the rock, the rock hits that I grew up with, but. Mm -hmm. Just how LL heard something. Um, I, I I met him one time. Um, this is a funny story, but um, my I knew his stylist, and at the time they were doing these Yahoo sets. This was this was back in maybe like 2008 or 10. And um, my wife and I we went to uh, it was like just a super small studio space that he did a uh, um, a performance at, and I got to meet him afterwards. And, and they say don't meet your heroes, but like right. They never met LL Cool J. Like he was just awesome, man. But um, he he gave my wife um a rose during Hey Lover, and as we were, as I went to go meet him, what's that? <laughs> well, that, that was that was that was kind of what I was getting to. Right. So so one, I have a song called the one that it was originally started, and it was it was inspired by Mama said Knock You Out, and mm -hmm. I told him that, and we were having this conversation, but. As soon as as soon as I saw I meet him, he comes out of his trailer and he makes a beeline to me, and he's like, "What's up, B?" And he gives me a a, a hug and stuff, and it was it was weird, man. 
it's just so surreal. I shouldn't say weird. It's just like, whoa, my, my, you know, it's one of my idols, you know. He said my name. And, <laughs> right. And he turns to my, he turns to me, he sees, he says hi to my wife and, and he's like, man, you're going to mess up. I was like, what do you mean? He goes, you let your girl take a rose from me? I was like, oh, this is how we're starting the conversation. I couldn't believe it, man. I had no words to come back. Because right. like, Stan already knows. Stan already knows. I already it's a wrap. Look, it's a wrap. if I see him reach for a rose and then look like he's fixing his mouth to lick his lips, I, <laughs> I'm probably going to tackle him just or, or snap his life and run out, uh, run away. But like, yeah, it, it's not safe for anybody. You know what I mean? My, my wife's Latina too, so she grew up on all that, and and yeah. and so we have a lot. I understand completely. Like. And this was when LL was jacked up. So, like, you know, here's 150 pound me. I'm like, man, I can't take this guy. And right. what am I gonna right. do? <laughs> <laughs> oh but God. no, it's just it's it's what's so crazy about Los Angeles too is you're put into these crazy situations. I remember going to the to the gym one time and I couldn't get in because Britney Spears was there doing some promotion. I'm like, man, she's messing up my routine. You know, right. after a while, that that kind of it just kind of gets it gets annoying, you know. But then I have friends of mine. I'm sorry. No, no go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. I, I was gonna say I have friends of mine who worked on the Super Bowl, and I'm a big Niners fan. And then, you know, uh, Michael Crabtree gave me uh, the gloves that you know have the SF on them. And he was in oh. in the producer. He just did that out of, hey, my buddy's a Niners fan. Um, you know, he's wishing you guys luck. He's like, here, man. You know, give these to him. And I, you know, just cool stuff like that, man. And it just keeps. Knowing that those guys at that level are that humble and, and that cool, it always kept me in that perspective too. Like, you know, no matter how many accolades I achieve, I try to keep, I like to have that hum humbleness. Yeah. yeah. But I you know, it's, place, so. it's also, um, you know, having the connections has also worked in your favor. I mean, you've worked with, you've had the 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 opportunity to work with some big names, like you mentioned mm -hmm. Parliament, you've worked with Jim Wirt, you know, yep. critical the acclaimed producer who's worked with no doubt like you know you have you have um you know people <laughs> you know <laughs> he, people he taught me a lot i mean you know if it wasn't for that experience i don't think i would have been a music producer you know and it went down that road you know it's, it, it, it it's crazy how you really you find these and that's just pure luck in all honesty i have a lead and a follow-up on that lead or i'll be a little more persistent than the norm uh not not too persistent you know to where um, you know, I'm too eager for my own good, which I am at times. Right. Um, but that persistence, you know, it, it, it pays off. You know, if you want something, like let's say you want to get into Amazon. You want to work there. Well, then you you hound the guy to get into Amazon. Find a guy, find another way, find a different way. If he's not stopping you, find, find you know what I mean? You got to find that way in. Yeah. And you don't want to hear, hey, I don't think Amazon's going to say to you, hey, um, you're a little too aggressive. What? Like, that means I really want to work for your company. You know what I mean? How about that? So, yeah, you know, I guess that's just how I've always kind of led. Yeah. What, what would you say were some of the key things to, like, you know, your advancement, right? Like, whether it was, uh, like, uh, the relationships that you develop, um, you know, like, combination of other things, um, you know, uh, things that you've done over the years to help develop your craft? Like, what were you, uh, what do you feel like were some of the key things that, that really helped you along? Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, I guess, I'm, you know, not being afraid to fail, I've said before, but I'm not, mm -hmm. 
I don't ever focus on the risk. I always focus on the reward. Mm. So every time I'm doing something or like, you know, even moving across the country, it was just kind of like, I want to move. You know, I just want to do it. Like sometimes I just want to do something and I just do it and see what happens. I don't know what's going to happen. You know, and sometimes you just got to say what the F and and just make, make it and and you use, utilize every ounce of your being to make it work, Mm. you know? Um, but I mean, it, it does have to do with people, you know, and, and how, what positions I was in at that time and who saw something in me to help me or to push me. And I, and I do that a lot with a lot of my, uh, younger peers, uh, who are, who are in the industry or, uh, someone who reminds me of myself at that, at that time. I'm like, yeah, reminds me of myself. You know, I think, you know, he's, he deserves, you know, this little break here. Let me try to help him out or, Hey, yeah. follow up on this lead. This might help you. But, um, I, I hope that answers your question, Stan. I, yeah, I, yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know, I think work you've you know you've worked with um, not only your own band, but you've you know clearly have worked with um, other indie bands who are just starting out. And one of the things that you have said is that you strive to provide to give indie bands a voice by producing their records and giving them yeah. that major label feel, that major label sound. And so, um, without the without the major label price tag, right, 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 right. right. And so, yeah. tell us a little bit more about that, about that whole process, and working with a lot of these artists, and where do you find them? Or where can I, I find? So, you? Yeah, I mean, I've been using Twitter for for quite. A, I listen to music daily, number one, and in being creative, I always have these on, and I have to have some type of music with me to inspire me to create my artwork on the computer daily. Right. So. I'll come across something or something will come across me on Spotify. And I'm like, damn, who's this? Oh man, I need to, I want to contact them. I want to work with those people. I had a band that I, I gave a good shot uh, to, uh, they're from Italy. And um, they were along the vein of, of, of what I really uh, focused on. And these guys, it's been since 2013 where I got their opportunity and they're, they're like on the verge of something. It's just, I just don't know what or when it's going to happen. It's it, something's going to happen. But, um, you know, they, for me, being an indie artist, even though I had major label interests and things like that, being an indie artist, I was coming to realize like, hey, man, this person doing my record, he didn't go to school for this and he's making, you know, all this money from me. How do I learn how to do something like that to save myself money as an indie artist? Or, hey, you know what? Instead of spending multiple thousands and thousands and thousands on, on, on records, I could do them for minimal of the cost to give the indie band a voice because a lot of these guys, they have really good songs and really good music and they just need to get it up to par to where it's, it's not a demo anymore. It's an actual, you know, pr- fully produced song. And yeah. right. a lot of these labels that started going under and, and things like that, you know, they really just wanted to kind of have that presented to them and say, Hey, you know what? We can give you the smack on the ass, run you through the machine and you know, you'll be on your way. And that's, you really do, and, and Stan, you know this, you get one shot at that first impression with music. It's not like the visual art side of it. You know, you get that one shot. If there's something somebody doesn't like or, a, you know, whatever it is, they're not going to listen to it. There's not. You're going to get that 30 seconds. And a lot of the people making the decisions are not creative. So right. unless unless you provide them with something that's a polished, fully produced option for them to listen to they, they're just not you know it's it's hard for them to visualize or hard for them to hear you know 
um, even even visually when I'm doing uh, things for my stakeholders or, or uh, upper management and stuff like that, I'm like, listen, if you just let me run with this, I'll have something to you. And, you know, nine times out of 10, they're like, okay, yeah, go ahead and do it. Um, give, me some, give me some stuff you want me to implement in there and then I'll make it happen. Um, and you still have that you know, because the people usually at the top don't have that, that creative vision. So I'm the one providing it to them saying, Hey, here, here's what I'm thinking. What do you think of this? Now you can add your brainstorming power to it. Cause now they have a visual representation. So it's kind of the same with the music. It's like, now you have. Hey. Yeah. Can you? Did I lose you? You still see me? No, we're, we're here. here. <laughs> okay, I can't see you. That's all. Uh, but, okay. But yeah, so I, you know, I've been for the past few years, I've been doing a lot where I've been helping out a lot of these uh, indie artists who I think are like worthy and uh, they're they're like almost there and like I could hear um, mm. what they're trying to do and, and if I know I know that if I just touch it, it's gonna it's gonna turn into and really flourish into what they're really trying to make it be. And um, right now I'm working with a, uh, a person in uh, the UK, an artist, and he's having me do a single. And a lot of the layering that he did in the music, it's gotten so muddy where I'm like, this has to come out or this needs to come out in this particular part. Right. Or, you know, this needs to get ducked under. And, and I get what he's trying to do, but I had a minimal, like be take more of a minimalistic take to it and then compose yeah. it that way. You know, when I'm composing it along the lines of like a triangle where it's like you're starting off small and then climax and big. Right. So mm -hmm. it's just it's 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 the process that I use for my creative side of it and my art direction side of it and the creative direction side of it is the same process I kind of do musically. And I'm I'm also an artist. So, like, I'm also understanding where they're coming from. And it's not my way of the highway kind of thing either. It's just right. let me make this suggestion to you. It's your record ultimately, but let me make this suggestion to you and mm -hmm. you guys go collectively and decide. Um, but here's what I would do with this, you know? Right. So I've been really trying to give these guys a, a, a voice and, um, you know, a lot of the rock music stuff is, is, is dying out and that's a lot of stuff I really love. Right. You know? And I, I, and I hope that that stuff comes back. I mean, the nineties just in general, music all around gave us some really inspiring iconic you know yeah. flavorful stuff that's going to last for for ages right and i feel like that it's really missing that you know there's some artists that have, that have peeked through and, mm -hmm. and have really you know honed it in over the years but i just feel like you know there's there's um it's it's just you know my my opinion that yeah. is uh, it, i wish they'd bring a lot of that stuff back yeah. yeah. And I think there is, it's just, you know, now, I mean, you don't hear it so much on the radio. Now, if you really want to, you have to dig. I mean, it's yeah. like, you have to go online, you have to, you know, I mean, now with this year with, with COVID and venues are now slowly opening up, I think you're going to see a resurgence because people are now yep. starving for that. Mm -hmm. Speaking of which, so 2020, as we all know, all right. So how has how have you been affected personally 
um, both as a visual artist, you know, with your art direction, with your clients that you've been working with in sports in particular, mm -hmm. as well as as a performing artist and producer, how has COVID, how has the pandemic affected you? I've been very fortunate, luckily, you know, if, if baseball didn't play, I might've been not as lucky, but mm -hmm. it's, it was, I've been very fortunate and I'm very thankful for that. Uh, you know, I have, a, I have a really great team that I work with and, and, um, uh, it's a really great place to work. Um, but the, the production side of things, as far as like musically, um, that obviously took a backseat because, you know, a lot of people were hurting. Um, but then it also brought out a lot of like more freelance opportunities where a lot of my friends were surging during, during this, you know, and yeah. um, businesses that you wouldn't even think of They're like, Hey, I need branding and I don't have any of that. All right, man. Well, come on, I'll help you out. And you know, it's, it's whatever Avenue I was taking at that point to, to, make a little extra, you know, I, I would, I would take it. Um, mm -hmm. but I guess it just from a personal standpoint, um, it really put a lot of things in perspective as far as like, what's really important in, in, in my life moving forward and what my life for my family is moving forward. Um, you know, just how, how, how I'm so, I guess this is, this is a dad thing, but when my daughter was, my first daughter was born, I was commuting a lot and I didn't get to see a lot of things that, you know, I missed out on, you know, and I feel mm -hmm. like that connection between me and her, you, you as well. So you understand yeah. I'm in so thankful to be home for my second daughter because I'm seeing all that stuff. I'm seeing the, mm -hmm. you know, her little leaps and bounds and, and stuff that I, and, and you know, what, we have a different bond than me and my, my oldest daughter had because of that. So it's like, that that's something where you know i really wanted to i really put a lot into perspective where it's like you know i'm trying not to sweat the small stuff and all that other stuff and yeah there's stress with a lot that's going on and i try to manage it the best i can you know this is all hair dyed by the way just so you know but um <laughs> but but uh but yeah man i just i just really started thinking more like priority wise like what's what's the next what do i want the next 20 years you know on my on, on that you know how, how do i want to frame that moving forward you know, um, but yeah, it's, it's been a really crazy ride. Like I, I haven't, um, I, I have one shot. I wanted to get a shot. My wife doesn't want to get one. So like mm -hmm. we're, we're on that, on that plane, but, um, my mom, uh, she's a two time cancer survivor now. Mm -hmm. Uh, she, she just, um, uh, she was just, uh, fully, uh, cured of it all back in, uh, February. So like, we haven't had a party for her or anything. I wasn't able to give her a hug, nothing. Mm -hmm. So um, she was just here um, for my daughter's birthday uh, over the last weekend. And I finally got to hug her cause I, you know, she's vaccinated and I got mine and, and she just weeped, man. And it was like, it's just, it's just crazy. Like all the stuff that's been going on and you're in your nutshell. Cause we've been really conservative. We've, we haven't really been going and doing much. And, you know, we're learning more and more about everything that's been happening. And um, we're venturing out a little more now, but it's just, you know, we, we, we kind of just isolated ourselves because we wanted to be safe and keep our family safe and our kids safe. And I have a multicultural family. So, you know, we didn't know how it was going to affect different people at the time. Yeah. But, um, yeah. How about you guys? Were you guys, uh, well, I mean, the same, pretty much the same. We yeah. were, we, you know, we're, <laughs> we don't mind being homebodies. So it didn't affect right. us. Okay. Like, <laughs> I mean, we'd love to go out, but I mean, the fact that we actually enjoy each other's company that, that helped <laughs> that helps <laughs> right um, 
but yeah, Stan is fully vaccinated. He got mm -hmm. his shot. I just got mine. Yes, uh, Wednesday. Yeah. And so my my arm is no longer sore. I get the next one um, <laughs> in a couple of weeks. Right. But yeah, same like us. You know, same like you guys. You know, just trying to stay. You know, stay cautious and aware. You know, us venturing out to the grocery store is like a big deal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah same here. Whole production, you know. But right. every, yep. you know, our latest one, she's three, and our oldest one is twelve. And so, you know, every, it's a routine. It's like, all right, you got your your wallet, keys, phone, mask. Yep. You know? yep. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, but we've managed to to pivot like yeah. uh, really well. Like all things considered, I feel like I mean, I was just talking to a friend slash client the other day. Um, where I basically uh, was saying to them, it's almost as though we predicted that something was coming um, because we were doing these presentations, just talking to people constantly about the importance of um, passive income, the importance of the fact that like, you know, there's going to be moments where you're not going to be able to be on the road, yeah. where you're not a, right. where you're going to want to have more time at home and still be as creative, but not miss certain key moments. Yeah, for, and visual, so, for visual artists you know, who, who don't so. have, you know, merchandise that, you know, you, you want to do prints, you know, mm -hmm. some visual artists are against prints. Now, everybody's like, hey, at least I'm selling something. Right, so, right. And so, yeah. The, so, digi the digital art, man, that, that what are the NFTs or, right, NFTs. man? That stuff has yeah. been insane. Like, I yeah. got yeah. friends who got a couple million dollars making that stuff, and I'm like, yeah. Yeah, NBA's yeah. doing, doing some stuff with that. It's, yeah. it's, I mean, this whole thing has been like, wow, okay, you know, everyone's been getting really creative on how to mm -hmm. even just, you know, to eat, you know? Yeah. To, yeah. Struggle breeds creativity. Yes. You know what I mean? It, it really yeah. does. It really does. Yeah. Really does. Right. If, if I didn't have it in me, I don't think I, I would I would be a creative. Like, you always have that melancholy side. You always have that, um, that, well that you could go and tap into you know mm -hmm. and it's i yep. guess only another artist could really understand that to a point mm -hmm. where it's like it's just something that you go to and you bring life to whatever it is right on the page on on uh, in the studio whatever it is and mm -hmm. um sometimes non-creatives can't understand the fact well why why would you do that you know that way it's, it's not what you think it is like it wasn't meant to um to hurt or to um, you know, it was just to create something beautiful at that moment, you know, right? Right, for sure. You know, this has been, it's been, a, this pleasure, has been man. a pleasure, man. Yeah. Um, before we close out, I do want to, I'm going to put you on the spot, right? So, as a being, you know, multi talented, you know, as a visual artist and as a performing artist, if you had to choose just one, what would it be? Ooh. Yeah, I mean, you know, the performance aspect of it is probably the oh, I <laughs> I miss it a lot, a lot. Yeah. Mm. You know, yeah. I mean, that's something where it's just you, you. I don't even know how to describe that. I mean, Stan, don't I, I know you know, right? You know, yeah. I I don't know. I don't even. How would you even communicate that to me without me actually knowing it? Right. Right. You know. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, not that the the interaction, um, you know, that exchange like between the audience and all of that, like, yeah, that's a high that like, you know, can't it can't really be like replaced or duplicated, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like how we create mm -hmm. or what other ways we find uh to kind of do what we do. 
it's that's a very different experience than anything yeah. else you know it, it it really is and it's such a it's it's such a it's like a utopia man in a way that's like the best way i could put it for me you know and it's such a natural high and it's in you're yeah. you're in that you're connecting with someone uh, you know you do it visually but you don't have a face behind that visual uh you know representation that you're putting out Whereas it's actually you making that connection with that person. And mm -hmm. like, I, I remember being in the Viper room one time and I was saying, and we were doing a, a performance. And um, I remember seeing this uh, couple in, in, the, in the crowd and, and just the power that I had over them, not, not in, a, in a megalomaniac type of way. It was just that, right, right. like, holy shit. Like, I didn't know I could, I was that, you know, powerful in that moment yeah. to, really draw them in and it was yeah. just like i think it's funny because that happened what maybe 10 years ago and i still remember that moment i could still see that person's face i didn't even know that person and it's just that connection that it was made it was just i mean there's, there's nothing like it there really is nothing like it yeah for sure yeah for sure i think it's the connection, <laughs> right it's exactly what you guys said it's the connection mm -hmm. it's like when you're drawing when you're creating you know it's pretty much just personal right it's just mm -hmm. you and yeah. the paper you and the keyboard Whereas it's music, it's physical. It's literally this this exchange, you mm -hmm. know, that's happening. And There's so, a piece of you left on that stage, right? right? Like, oh, yeah, definitely. I, yeah, I remember uh, doing my first gig in London uh, with the homie CL from um, Q and Five, and um, the moment I came off that stage and the show was done and all of that. Man, I called, I, I don't like, you know, I didn't have a cell phone I could call at that time uh, to call her to tell her everything because this was a really long time ago. But um, the moment I had, I, I found my phone card, got on like a uh, phone uh, so, card. Yeah, phone, I had a phone card. <laughs> it, was, it was a pay phone. I know what year that was. This is a minute ago, right? And so, like, man, I went out front, I found a payphone out front of the club in London and literally called her the moment that show ended because I told her, I was like, that might have been the best show of my life, you yeah. know, at that particular moment. And yep, yep. just like, you know, there's moments where you make music where you kind of feel that way, but like the difference is you make the song and you are really proud. But because yep. no one has heard it yet, you don't really know if that response. Right. Right. And so when you the live show is kind of like confirmation. You know what yeah. I mean? Oh, like, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. It's Yo, confirmation. It's, it's funny you say that because we were we had a show that we were building up. It was probably my, one of my for early shows in L.A., mm -hmm. but it was at the Whiskey. And I remember we had it. We had it taped and not taped, it was on. I sound really old saying that. It was, it was digitally. I wasn't gonna say anything. It, it's good. It was, hey, listen. It was, it was digitally recorded somehow. Right. And I know. Um, and I remember when you could see the moment on my face where I was like, ah, this they actually responded well to this because I was so nervous that I, was like, I don't know what's gonna happen. Right. I remember that moment being on stage. And I remember seeing the footage of me being on stage, and I was like, Holy cow, man! Like that, it was that moment that just clicked, and I was like, "That was it." Like I left blood, sweat, and tears on that. If I didn't, if I didn't sweat that night, then I didn't give a good performance. You know what I mean? Right. And I was always mad about it. So every night I go and I would, I would make sure that I was sweating because that means I'm working. Yeah. You know, and that was that was that was really uh, 
but I, I know what you're talking about. Those pivotal moments, yeah. those little trivial moments, and you're like, oh yeah, I remember that. And it's something you're never gonna forget. Yeah, oh, for man. sure, for sure, man. Hey, thank you so much, man. Like, it, Thanks. Love, well, it's great to see you right. in general. Same, to, same, uh, same. But uh, but I know, yeah, we, man, I know, we, we keep in touch. Yeah, yeah, yeah for yeah, sure, absolutely. man, for sure. Absolutely. But yeah, you know, hopefully, when all said and done, and the world opens back up, I'm sure one of us will be traveling somewhere at some point in time. So hopefully we get to link up sooner than later. Oh, that'd be know? great, man. It's long overdue. And if, you know, if you guys ever need anything, please don't ever hesitate. I'm here always thank you. Yeah, we thank appreciate you. it. Likewise. Likewise. And for you guys right. that are watching, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Artistry. And those of you who are listening. And those of you that are right. listening as well. Mm -hmm. Please be sure to like and subscribe. We have so much more ahead for you all. Again, Brian, thank you so much, man. This was this is this was a reunion. This was right. a reunion. It, it <laughs> definitely was a reunion. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, for sure, man. Yeah. But yeah, man. But again, thanks everyone for watching. And uh, yeah, you guys hang around for our little uh, outro music and all that good stuff. And Brian, we will chat with you uh, shortly after. All right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Y'all enjoy. Peace. Good. You will. All right. Thanks for listening to Artistry, where art meets industry. This podcast has been brought to you by Substantial Art Music. For more information, please visit www.subartmusic.com. You can also follow us on social media at Subart Music. We'll see you soon. We'll talk to you soon. Peace.